Hello there, good morning. You're welcome to the Refiner's Funnest Podcast once again. And I'm your host, Ebenezer Bassi. Happy New Week to you. And um, I trust that you are you're doing good. You're, you're doing well. I trust that you are fine and all is well with you. All right, our God is extremely faithful and we can't but consistently give him all the praise, all the adoration for all that he's been doing for us, all that he's yet to do and for remaining faithful even in our extreme faithlessness. All right, um, you're welcome. You're welcome once again. I hope that you are um, solidifying and sharpening your work with God as um, it's going to be extremely detrimental if you don't know Jesus and um, if you go to hell it's going to be extremely detrimental I, I trust that God is helping us all and by the message of God I, I pray that um, we will not make a mess of the grace of God upon our lives okay okay um I want to thank you for always listening to the Refiner's Finest podcast episodes. And I'm grateful. Like I said last week, um, I was extremely impressed um, having um, checked the, the stats. And man, I, I, was, <laughs> I was so impressed. And I want to say thank you. Okay, so to that stat, by the way, I, I want to be talking to us about something very unique today in today's episode. And I really believe that God is going to... Um, God is going to speak to us and uh, I, I don't I'm not here to change what you know but I just want to share a bit of the burdens of God in my heart okay I, I, like I said I don't want to change what you know I just want to share the burdens of God in my heart with you and I trust that it's going to um, go a long way to redefine or refine your mindset about um, this very subject we want to be talking about today okay so in a short while i i want us to look into the proof of faith or the proof of your faith so as a believer what is the proof that you have faith in god what is the proof that you uh you you are still standing in faith what is the proof that you uh that you still love god okay what what can we use to ascertain the fact that you're still a child of God, okay? I hope you understand that. I've said this before. The fact that you're a Christian does not mean that um, tribulations and persecutions will not come. Hmm? In fact, anyone that told you that um, you're becoming a Christian is um, uh, an escape from uh, the afflictions of darkness, the pains of hell, and when I mean the pains of hell, I'm not talking about hellfire. No, I'm talking about the pains that we experience in this world. Okay, if anyone told you that you're becoming a Christian was to um, uh, liberate you from all these things, I think I think that person really lied to you. Okay, uh, even Jesus said, "In my name, these are the things you're going to suffer. These are the things you're going to." In fact, the fact that you're a Christian already implicates you. Okay, so uh, you can't come to jesus christ and okay for example you were broke and all of a sudden you expect to become a multi-millionaire in dollars come on now i'm not saying it's not possible of course it's extremely possible okay 
but I just want you to understand that the fact that you are in God doesn't mean that oh there, there will be a smooth living for you I mean everything about you will be smooth I mean no no tribulation no persecutions and no 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 okay so and I hope you understand I think you 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 can bear me witness that a lot of believers when the subject of faith is being mentioned okay there is always this idea about themselves and and you see uh, a lot of people extremely self-centered I'm not saying it's bad actually we're gonna check out some scriptures right now so that I can um, validate all I'm saying okay I'm not saying that it's bad you see um, an average believer now um, talking about the subject of faith is to the end that okay I have faith that money is going to come to my account I have faith that this and this and that I have faith that this and that and that I have it now now I'm not saying it's bad okay but um, I think that there is more to the subject of faith than just all we can get for our benefits through faith okay yes how about the many persecutions how about the many things that we are willing to go through for christ hmm? i think that is the highest form of faith and i i talked from I, I talked about something the other time and i said that um, the highest form of faith is conviction yes so a lot of christians talk, talk about how they have so much faith in god that the lord will do this for them and they even go as far as applying works to their faith, which makes it extremely um, valid, okay? I'm not fighting you. I'm not against you, actually. All I'm trying to say is that there is more to the subject of faith than... Um, there's more to the subject of faith than um, mere confessions, than um, mere selfish interest, okay? Um, so let, let's read... A scripture in Hebrews chapter 11 I think when when the subject of faith is being mentioned I think it's always the first scriptures that that comes up and by the message of God I want us to do justice to it from verse 1 to verse 6 so now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen so by it elders obtain the good report elders verse 3 true faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear by faith abel offered unto god a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous god testifying of his gift and by it he being dead yet speaketh verse 5 by faith enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that pleased God. Verse 6 as the last. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Alright, so, so this is, like I said, extremely crucial. And um, obviously, some people might actually misquote me, but I think I have to say what I have to say, and because I know that it's going to be a blessing to someone. All right, I'm not like I said. I'm not coming to scatter what you know. 
Alright, so no no one, no believer wants to go through persecution. No believer wants to go through hard times for the sake of Jesus Christ. But a lot of believers want to um, enjoy um, luxury through Jesus Christ. Are you with me now? A lot of people don't want to go through persecutions for Jesus Christ, but a lot of people want to enjoy luxury through Jesus Christ. And um, I noticed that... Um, it gets to a point where their expectations are not being, being met. Um, a lot of people curse God. A lot of people start accusing God. A lot of people start accusing Christianity and then blah, 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 blah. I'm just here to bring more light to this subject of faith. Okay. I think the subject of faith is more about what you can do. Hmm? Not for yourself but for God than what you can do for yourself. So the Bible says, in where we read, is it by faith the elders obtained a good report? For what? Is it for themselves? No, it's not even about themselves. When you check the report these elders obtained, you're going to understand with me that everything they did was for, hmm? it was for God and the kingdom of God. Yes, it will be impossible for a man to wrought such exploit and his name is not mentioned. Of course, if you truly serve God, I tell you the truth, you are also rising. Even as he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw. See, as you're rising, as you're putting the name of the Lord high, I tell you the truth, I tell you nothing but the truth, you are also seen. Are you with me now? Follow me carefully. Follow me carefully. So, I'm just against uh, this mentality, this uh, doctrine that um, when we're talking about faith, faith only, faith only has to do with uh, um, the many things that uh, uh, we can get from believing that God is all we have. Of course, it's a good thing. But... Have you ever considered the things you can do for God? The things that you can do for God, the things that um, by faith you can do for God. What is it? Evidence of, of things. I mean, the substance of things hope for evidence of things, what not sin. So, what is the proof of your faith? Oh, that you prayed for a car and, it, and you got a car. Oh, the proof of your faith is that you, you prayed for a house and wow, the house came. Oh, the proof of your faith is that you were sick and wow, the Lord healed you. The proof of your faith is that, oh, you prayed for a good man to marry and wow, you got married to the best man on earth. Oh, the proof of faith is that ah, you, you, you embarked on a PhD program, a master's degree program and, and, and let's say professorship and I don't know. And all of a sudden, the Lord saw you through and you're now a professor, you're now a doctor, you're now uh, a master's degree holder, you're now a first degree holder, you're now a graduate, you're in the university. Wait, I, I really want to understand. So the proof of your faith now is that, oh, you were broke and you prayed and the Lord gave you money. The Lord made you a millionaire. The Lord empowered you with wisdom gave you the power to make wealth and all of a sudden you're now sitting with kings and queens communicating discussing business and 
Amen. You see, as beautiful, as beautiful as this is, child of God, you really need to be careful. You see, we're only having a testimony of what the Lord is doing for you. Dear child of God, what are you doing for God? <laughs> this might be extremely controversial, but please stay with me. Stay with me a while. What are the things you are doing for God? Do we have a track record of, of the proof of your faith in regards to all you're doing for God and not what God is doing for you? <laughs> so what did your faith, faith force you to do for the kingdom of God? Hmm? Where did your faith force you to go and preach hmm? for the advancement of this kingdom? Child of God, I want, we are discussing. I told you earlier, there's always a message link attached to every podcast episode. Yes, I've told us before. So I expect a lot of questions. I expect a lot of suggestions, comments. Yes. We really need to talk to ourselves and tell ourselves the truth. This same faith, this same faith, where did it take you to? To go and evangelize and tell people about this God that whenever you call, he answers you. Oh, your faith is only to stay in the house and then pray for things. And then um, if it does not come, you accuse God of not answering your prayers. <laughs> All right, let's, let's delve um, a little bit deeper and we'll see how to navigate through this whole subject. So I want you to understand that Persecution is a stark reality of living the Christian life. So, so if, if, if you're not persecuted for the sake or um, because of this um, Christian faith you claim to profess, I think there's something we need to check about your life. So, so Christian persecution is to be expected. So, Apostle Paul warned that everyone who wants to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. So, let's check something in 2 Timothy chapter 3 from verse 12. Yeah, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. He said, whoever will live godly, whoever wants to live godly in Christ Jesus must always suffer what? Persecution, okay? So Jesus said, if they persecute him, they will also persecute his followers. That was John chapter 15, verse 20. He said, remember the word that I said to you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will also keep yours also. All right. So Jesus made it clear that those of the world will hate Christians because of or because the world hates Christ. So if Christians were like the world, that is vain, earthly, sensual, and given to pleasure, wealth, and ambition, the world will not oppose us. But Christians do not belong to the world, which is why the world engages in Christian persecution. So let's read John chapter 15 from verse 18 to 19. The Bible says, if the world hates you, you know that 
it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world will love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So I, I am I am helping us understand that persecution it is is a part of the Christian living. Okay, persecution is part of and to comfortably pay attention go through persecution is a proof that you have faith in god okay we are not asking god for money we're not asking god for anything material okay the proof of this faith now this faith that you profess oh i'm a christian the proof of this faith is that you are going through persecution comfortably without without complaining all because you know the extent at which this your persecution can go to expand the kingdom of god so christians are influenced by different principles from those of the world so we are motivated by the love of god and holiness while the world is given to the love of sin it is our very separation from the world that arouses the world's animosity that's towards christians let's read first peter chapter 4 verse 3 so for the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness lost excess of wine revelings banquetings and abominable idolatries wherein they think it's strange that you run not with them to the same okay so christians must learn to recognize the value of persecution and even to rejoice in it amen <laughs> so not in an ostentatious way but um quietly and humbly because persecution has a great spiritual value so first the persecution of a christian allows them to share in a unique fellowship a unique fellowship with the lord jesus christ so apostle paul outlined a number of things which had surrendered for the cause of Christ. So Apostle Paul just showed us, okay, these are the things I went through for the sake of Jesus Christ. And I tell you the truth, this was what made the most of his um, of his doctrine. This was what made, made the most of his um, of his experiences with, with other believers. Okay. So Christians must learn to recognize the value of persecution and we should learn to rejoice in it. Not this one that you are being told every day ah, that Christ did everything for you. Of course, he did everything. He, he, he suffered. He died. Ah, come on now. But then, I want you to understand that in Christianity, because Christianity doesn't mean that it is all rosy. Be ready to go through persecution. Be ready to go through um, hard times for God. That's not even my emphasis. I'm coming. Um, uh, let's read Philippians chapter 3 verse 8. The Bible says, Ye doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of, of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ, that I may gain. So, so that he might share in the fellowship of Christ's suffering. So Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, it says, 
that I may know him. This was the entire desire of Apostle Paul. And the powers of resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. So this was the actual desire of this apostle. Okay, He showed us what was his motivation. He showed us what drove him. The totality of everything was that he would win Christ. He just wanted to be a God-man. Okay, he, he was ready to let everything and anything go. In as much as he had a life with God, he was extremely ready ready yes so the noble apostle even counted his chains as a grace that god has bestowed upon him i mean the many things he suffered he counted it as what as a grace so even as it is meet for me to think this of you all because i have you in my heart in as much as both in my bones and in the defense and confirmations of the gospel, ye are partakers of my grace. Philippians chapter 1, verse 7. So, so he counted the many things he passed through as, as what? As a grace that was bestowed on him by God. That's actually not emphasis. So, in all truth, Christian persecution is good for believers. Hey, my God. I know a lot of you will not want to hear this. See, you cannot even be sure of who you are. You see, a lot of us have been masked with the, the wind of religion. You see, a lot of us have been masked with um, inaccurate doctrine. A lot of us have been marked with systems. So, um, some of us only profess Christ, not even because we have an encounter with God, not even because we love Him, but because we eventually we're given birth to a Christian home. So we found ourselves in a Christian family. We found ourselves seeing the Bible littered around our sitting rooms. And then we grew in that system. Some of us don't even know God. Some of us haven't even spent a little time with God. We don't even understand what a relationship with God looks like. Yes. So, I tell you the truth, Christian persecution is very good for believers. You will not like me, but I'll tell you the truth. Because it will help in checking your convictions. It will help to check who you really are, to check what you really are. So, I, I tell you the truth, a lot of people are in church. A lot of people are in church. A lot of people are calling the name of the Lord. But their life, their totality is extremely opposite from whatever they pray. The Bible says, He that nameth the name of the Lord must what depart from iniquity. So some of us don't even know what we are until there is persecution. Now, now let, me, let me give you a short story. Now, during the COVID-19, I heard a lot of people talk about, ah, we need to be very careful. Not, do you know that a lot of people stayed back from church? during the COVID season and I tell you the truth till now, they have not found their ways back to church again. You see, that came as a persecution to check the heart of these people. You see, we, we really don't know who we are until we are tried and tested. You see, child of God, you are boasting of how you are overcoming immorality, how strong you are in the faith that you cannot commit immorality, you cannot steal, you cannot lie. You see, you see the truth is that 
I lie not. Maybe you're only boasting because you have not had the opportunity to do these things. Maybe you're only boasting because the required amount of temptation to help you fall is not there yet. That is why as a believer, I think your best prayer should always be the prayer of help, the prayer of mercy, the prayer of grace. Because um, it is not by works, it is not by your ability. So we are only depending on the grace of Jesus Christ and all that he did for us on the cross of Calvary. I am talking about the finished works on the cross of Calvary. So I see a lot of people boast in, 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 their, in their selves. I mean, I mean, they are all self-righteous. I mean, I can't fornicate. Like, are you okay? Who told you it's by your will? Who told you it's by your power? Have you met that spirit called fornication? <laughs> See, the Lord is going to help us. So James argues trials. Um, James argues that, that, that trials test the Christian faith, develops endurance in his life, and helps develop maturity. This is, this is Apostle James. He said, come, I tell you the truth. Trials will only test the Christian faith. It will only develop endurance in his life and will help develop maturity. This was what this was his verdict on, on, on persecution. Then he said, in James chapter 1, verse 2, four he said my brethren count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation Kai is it knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience but let patience have a perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing okay so as a steel is tampered in a forge trials and persecution serves to strengthen the character of believers. So a Christian yielding graciously to persecution demonstrates that he is of um, superior quality as compared to his adversaries. <laughs> I think, I, I, I don't know why, I don't know why I really love this subject. Eh? I think I really love this subject because I think it's... Um, well, for those that are going to pay attention to this, it's going to reshape, like I said, it's going to refine your mind. Hmm? So, um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30, 30 uh, let's, let's check something that He said, of whom the world was not worthy. He said, they wandered the deserts. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. Okay. Now, I'm talking about the many things these guys he said, you call them father of faith. <laughs> you call them mothers of faith. I tell you the truth. These guys went through a lot. I am not talking about what they could get. I'm talking about the things they did. Just to see that the kingdom of God has gone to the ends of the earth. Now, I, I used to talk about a group of brothers. They call them the Moravian brothers. My God. I read their story and my heart skipped. You see, these guys, at some point in their lives, they had to sell themselves into slavery so that they can go and preach the gospel in a certain region. I mean, they sold themselves into slavery. You see, what are the things a man decided to become a slave just so that he might preach the gospel in a certain region? Hi! To what extent can your faith take you? 
what is the proof of your faith you see these guys were they were willing to die and I remember what Apostle Paul said. He said, he said to, 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 to live is Christ, to die is gain. These guys were willing to do anything and everything to ensure that the gospel of Jesus Christ was meeting, I mean, reaching the ends of the earth. So it, it, has, it is easy to be hateful, but Christ-likeness produces kindness and blessings in the face of evil opposition so peter says of jesus when they hauled their insult at him he did not retaliate when he suffered he made no threat instead he entrusted himself to him who judge justly first peter chapter 2 verse 23 let's check it out he said who when he was reviled reviled not again when he suffered he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. So Christian persecution enables believers to better value the support of true friends. That's that actually, by the way. So conflict can um, bring um, faithful children of God together in an encouraging and supportive way they might have not known otherwise. Okay? So hardship can stimulate the Lord's people um, to come together in great love. Now, that's not actually my emphasis. I want us to reevaluate the, the, the extent at which our faith can take us. What extent can your faith take you? To what degree? To what degree? Where can your faith take you? Where? We need to check our it's not about what God can give us. What can we do for God? What are we willing to go through for the sake of Jesus Christ? A lot of us go to universities and we can't even tell people about God. We don't want our friends to know that we are Christians so that they will not call us names. Do not say that, ah, uh, holy, holier than thou, sister. They will not separate from you. Uh, have you forgotten that you're supposed to be holy as the Lord God is holy? And what does holy mean in this context as I, I spoke about last week? I said that holiness in this context means to be separate. So you have to be separate. So even if they say they want to separate from you, it's good for you. It's good for you as a Christian because originally you have to be alone. You have to be separate. Are you with me now? So even in the face of Christian persecution, we can press on. We can thank God for his grace and patience with us. We can express gratitude for those whom we love in the Lord and who stand with us in times of distress. And we can pray for those who would accuse us, misuse and abuse us. I want us to understand that um, there's something deeper than, I mean, there's something extremely deeper than than just going to church and making your comfortable prayer in your comfortable zone. Yeah, this is bigger than that. I tell you the truth. What is the proof of your faith? What are the things you can do? What is, what is the extent you can, you are willing to go even as you are right now because of the gospel, because of Jesus Christ? To what extent are you willing to go? I don't know how to really expound this to you, but I, I believe that the Lord is going to cause his face to shine upon each and every one of us. I pray that the Lord is going to help us and then make us 
um, be willing to share in the fellowship of his suffering and that he will help us to know him more. Yes, I pray that the Lord will help us know him. I pray that his light will be shone around the dark parts of our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. All right, thank you so much for listening. Please send in, send in your questions, send in your comments as we will be willing and ready to, to listen to you. All right, thank you so much for your time. Have a nice week. Bye.